welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, this is, is Life Pairings. Life Pairings. Oh, no. <laughs> Because life is hard. So pair with alcohol. <laughs> I almost forgot Ooh. to say my name there. <laughs> oh, no. We're not oh, getting boy. any better at this 77,000 episodes. In. No, just getting worse. <laughs> Ooh, look at that deal. Well, now I can get two of them or three. Then I'm practically making money. As today's life pairing is bargain buying with Lucky Beer. Ooh, we discussed Pemberton. Harrier Jet and the Rule of 100. Oh, interesting. Oh, boy, there's a lot of tips and tricks, Carla. Oh, yeah? Are you a discount shopper? Are you a discount? No. I mean, I can. I'm so lazy, dude. Like, if I'm like, if they're like, it's a coupon, but you have to cut it out and you get $100 off, I'm like, oh, I forgot the coupon. Oh, like Bed Bath and Beyond's like, can you check your email for this? And I'm like, I don't care. Just. Dude, I don't need twenty percent off. I whatever the candle thing is. Yeah. Oh, bed bath and beyond. Oh no, bed, bed, bed and body, bed and body works. Yeah. Yeah, that one. They'll oh. be like, my mom will tell me she'll be like, hey, there's like, uh, fifty percent off candles. So they're like thirty dollar candles. You get them for fifteen mm-hmm. bucks. That's good. So she, yeah. So then she'll be like, I'll send you the coupon. I'm like, can you just get it for me? <laughs> no. I sent it to your email. I'm like, I'll pay you back. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm so lazy. It's I'm even, we were just talking about booking hotels and I was like, oh, God. Like, all it would take is just like a little bit, me to look on the computer for an hour and I'd probably mm-hmm. find a good hotel where I wanted for pretty cheap. But the, who has an hour to do something like that? No, I mean, and you I never, do, and then, but... and then you never know if you did actually get that perfect deal. You'll never know. That's a big no no in the old brain ski. What? Is trying to like get the perfect deal or perfect partner oh. or whatever. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you're like yeah. you can't. You just got to set. You got to make a choice. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, I could have gotten ten dollars off, and it's just like I know, but was it worth the ten dollars? Yeah, exactly. Um, you were saying that you know somebody that's so good at like or bad maybe at mm. getting deals that you ended up with quite a lot of deodorant. Is that something? You yes, were we won't say who because I think they may listen to the podcast. But they, oh, we love you. Hello, we love you. They are very good at, at at those kind of things where you know at the grocery store it's like oh if you buy these are for if you buy two you get them for da 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 da. So and then you get extra bonus points on your card or whatever. Um, so I'm sure they do save money. Yeah. Just, I'm like, oh, this end up with like a lot. lot. Of I have friends that, uh, they're like the best at doing this mm-hmm. and their air miles are always like, they get like two free flights a year for sure. Right. Just shopping normally, doing normal things, but just being attentive about like, oh, just put it on the card that gets the miles here. Yeah. And some people like that. I mean, this is totally skipping to another thing, but apparently if you move your visas around, like, and yeah. you change visas all the time. Like, you get really good deals and stuff. And I was like, that's playing with fire. It's, but you do I, because you're like, if you have, per, like, if you do have good credit and mm-hmm. you like, let's say, for instance, you apply for a WestJet visa. Well, you get, yeah. when you get that card, you get uh, essentially a free flight because you get a buddy yeah. pass and oh. you get um, 
free. We oh, didn't know this. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, you get a buddy. I don't pass. need a WestJet party. I, I, you need like I a actually six... book through WestJet just and use my little whatever rewards member number. Yeah, me too. But then I'm just like, hey, turns out you're gonna fly a lot of places for this stuff. I, I can know. work out. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah. I mean, you can get free flights, free cars, free all kinds of different stuff. You get all kinds of free stuff. So if you're like, if you're doing that, but it takes a person who's good at this and enjoys it. And I don't know. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I don't know if this is a thing here. I know it's a thing in the UK that they made it so that you couldn't, like a store couldn't be advertising a deal for getting a credit card. So like if you're at the Bay or whatever, um, you can't be like, oh, if you get this credit card today, you get 20% off because... um, that's kind of selling people debt in a way. Yeah, like absolutely. And the thing morally. is too is like, if you just sign up for a bunch of credit cards, your credit yeah. goes down. Yeah, like you can't just have ten credit cards. No, it's like not good. Well, they used to do that at the stadium for get a free blanket oh, if you God. sign up for get a free Calgary Stampeders blanket if you sign up for yeah. a free credit card. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god! Like, and the interest rate on the credit card that they're offering oh, you is like twenty nine percent, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's always absurd. Yeah, um, there is so much psychology to this. I can imagine, like, even just that little comment I made about like trying to get the best deal, like that's such a a mind fuck. Yeah, like I mean, so I can't well, even imagine just the whole title. <laughs> Well, it's oh my god! I'll try to sum summarize this. I feel like I keep we, okay. we've done a few uh, big psychology episodes. No, where it's I just good. Like, it's been really good. But yeah, I feel like I put a lot of. Well, I'm just always like, oh boy, you. there's like a lot of stuff that goes into this stuff. Mm. Here's the thing: um, whatever you deal, you think you're getting, you're yeah. not. Right. Uh, the odds are in the casino's favor. Yes. <laughs> The odds are in the house. The house always wins. The house is winning. It's not your house. No, and you know why? Because um, uh, there's people called neuromarketing researchers. Oh, I think this came up when we're talking about Christmas shopping. Yeah, and they've been. um, This has been. They're apparently still working. (laughs) They're still employed since last we spoke (laughs) of them. Um, these people are essentially, uh, like psychologists Mm -hmm. and brain doctors. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, they're people who understand what you're most likely to do. Right. Uh, listen, a company's never going to hire somebody and go like, how can we give our customers the best deal? They're going to go, how can we get more people on board? Because whatever the product is, it's priced for a reason that way. So if it's on sale, it's because they have to move it out. They have too much product. So that's a point where you might be getting a deal because they're just like, look, it's not even worth it to us to make a profit. Right. We just don't want to make a, we don't want to have a loss here. Yeah. Stuff on like racks and stuff, but you're still paying uh, an insanely marked up price for it. Exactly. Uh, the t-shirt but, that you that caught that you bought for 60 bucks at Aritzia is not probably worth $60. It did not cost that. No, buy. it cost only them buy Aritzia t-shirts when they are on sale. Cents on the dollar. But <laughs> so anyways, they 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 hire these here folks uh uh-huh. to trick you, Carla. Oh. They're basically like, "Hey, um we trick it because the thing is dude like we discussed uh, uh up front 
most people are lazy. Yeah. So you there are ways to beat the system and you yes. can you can figure it all out and do all the little deals and cut all the little coupons out and you can probably come out on top. Yeah. But n- very few people are willing to do that. No. And I'm sure most of it is and this is what happens to me all the time. They go you can buy two of those candles for $60 and you're like, wow, I'm getting them for practically free. So then I just <laughs> buy more shit. So, yeah. well, yeah, they're basically like, but that's just still marked up 50% from yeah. cost and it's just not, not a hundred percent markup. So now we're basically only making a little bit of a profit on it. And yeah, now you're drawn to here cause that item was cheaper here and you will yes. buy more stuff here. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, in the long haul, did you save any money? No. Nope. Did you get two $30 candles for 15 bucks each? <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you need those candles? Do you not have like, already 7000 I do remember watching a... I'm sorry. Um, what's this? Hoarders? Where she was, like, really big into bath and body works. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, this is not great. <laughs> Because we're all there. We're all, we've all got 17 different moisturizers from there. Yeah. I know. It's like, you're like, why do I have this? Oh, because it's just, it's all marketing and it's all designed to be like, so, but here's the thing too. This is, this is sort of incorporated into our now uh, society Mm -hmm. is bargain society. Yes. Which is this idea that you should always get a deal on something. So uh, us being millennials. Yeah, uh, this is our thing. <laughs> Whatever this is, there's no like it's been marked up so much, and all these things have happened in the past. So yeah. now we d- feel we deserve a deal on everything. So right. nearly seventy, they say seventy percent of millennials will look for a deal before making a purchase. Yeah. So this is our generation. We're like, hey, uh, what kind of deals have you got going on? Also, we don't have any money, so yeah. <laughs> so, but we like stuff. But we love stuff. It's because I would argue bargaining is like a age old thing. It definitely is to do the thing. But (laughs) how we used to buy cows and stuff. No bargaining, yes. But this, like this bargain, this bargain kind of coupony, yeah, yeah, couponing, like and deals and sales, and there's always Mm -hmm. a sale. And there's, I, I swear to God, every time I go to Reitman's. Because mm-hmm. that's where I shop now. Because I'm 100, mm-hmm. uh, it's like 75 percent off door crasher sale every time I'm there. Oh, if I go into Eddie Bauer, which again I also go in there a lot because I'm 65, <laughs> and uh, if I go up and at something's not on sale, like at least by like 30 percent, I'm like, what? What's happened? What? <laughs> you tricked me. You tricked me. Into this. Even though, like again, with 50 percent off, it's it's now almost at a reasonable price. It's well, yeah, and it's not even. It's still expensive. You're just like, what? The yeah, fuck? exactly. That's the thing too. Is like, I will like, for, I buy my pants there, so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, they say pants are half off. I'll get two pairs, so I just yes, the same yes, 
I did the like, exact same thing. I do it yeah. all the time because I'm just like, oh, it's two for one. I was going to spend a hundred bucks anyways. And I'm like, 50 bucks, I'll get two. And I'll get a shirt and a necklace and some shoes. Oh, God, it feels so good to be alive. Um, <laughs> and that uh, hormone is called oxytocin. <laughs> it's called the feel-good hormone. And it's released in our brains whenever something happens like that where right. you're like oh god especially I with deal. the deal i get yeah. yeah yeah it's it's and so the, it is their job to release that for you hmm. what are these neuro uh <laughs> neuro search what are they called again here can neuro something <laughs> neuro, neuro idiots yeah neuro something psychology, uh retail, but these, people yeah 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 these these guys it's essentially their job to just be like Okay, what can we do to get these people to release this hormone? Because as soon as they're there, as soon as they're happy, they're buying everything. Yeah. They start thinking, oh, like, I can't count the number of times I've walked into a store that has a sale, come out with more than I was ever planning to spend. Oh, totally. So it's like, if I would have gone there and the one thing was 100 bucks, I bet you I would have just bought that one thing. Yeah. Like, I bet you I would go, like, well, you know okay and then they'll go two for two for one t-shirts and you're like oh well then i can get another thing mm-hmm. but then you don't do the math properly and that's another mm-hmm. thing people don't do the math properly so they just throw weird properly. numbers at you so yeah you, they'll just be like oh it's uh buy one get one free if the more the lesser expensive of the two items yes. and you have to get an accessory yeah so you're just like oh yeah okay yeah, and then you're like, did I just pay for all full price for all three things? Basically, fuck, I totally yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Literally, all these like uh, psychologists are trying to do. They're basically just trying to be like, okay, just let's figure out a way legally that we can trick them every single time. Yeah, yeah, it's they're really um, good at it though. <laughs> they're so good at it, <laughs> and so it's it right down to the signs. Uh, yeah. The font on the signs is is super oh. uh, important because it's like, what is their regular font? Make sure the sale font is totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. sale. It's big. It's red. Their logo's blue. Okay, something different's happening here. Right. Um, another thing uh, is the rule of 100, which is uh, it's a percentage discount that's more appealing to consumers if it's under $100. So 10% off of $50 sweater sounds better than giving them $5 off. Right. Yes. So it's yeah. like if something's yeah. under 100 bucks, they go, okay, uh, so say 10%, don't say $5. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, A dollar... And then a dollar discount works better if the item is priced over a hundred dollars. Huh. So on a thousand dollar computer, if people people were more likely to buy when they received a two thousand or a two hundred dollar voucher instead of a twenty percent discount, despite being right. exactly the same thing. Oh. So it's the rule of a yeah. hundred. Below a hundred, use percentage. Above a hundred, use a dollar amount. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Did not know that. Neither did I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're not um, the titans of finance and. Uh, <laughs> no, this is why I'm like, oh, I don't have a retirement fund. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of cool candles. 
Oh, candles through the wazoo. I, uh... <laughs> I've got a bunch. Yeah, so that that's just one of the things. using So using the rule of 100. Understand and protect the perceived value. So this is actually another thing oh. where offering too much of a discount yes. then makes you think it's not worth anything. Yeah. So this is a thing, like, we talk about it, this is just in my world, but for comedy mm-hmm. shows, if you only charge somebody five bucks for something, they won't watch oh, the show. Oh, it's not good, yeah. They'll come in and they'll talk through the whole thing. And it's, if you charge them $10, they're like, oh, I get it. It's like a weekday. But if you're charging you, there's no way you can charge under $20 on the weekend. Yeah. Because the mindset is just like, ah, I would have bus. I could throw $20 on the road. Like That's it the same as, sorry. Yeah. That's the same as um like um how you price a book. Right. Like there's a certain price range that you have to do, especially if you're doing like a Kindle or online. If you do it for, if you like have your book out, just go straight from 99 cents. That's people are going to question. I honestly, and I'm one of those people. I'll be like, Oh, it's obviously not good. Yeah. I'll be like, Oh, it's not good. I you don't, nobody factors in like, Oh, that person figured that if ever, you know, a hundred people yeah, having probably... a dollar was better than whatever. Yeah, like it would, you would think, okay, well, 100 people will buy this book because it's 99 cents. And actually, yeah. that's not not, not true. true if it's 4.99, actually, they'll, you know. They'll be like, oh, I get it. Now you you keep saying 99. That's another yeah. thing. Right. And, and your discount pricing in 99. Because uh, it just seems less then. Well, yeah, like twenty nine ninety nine sounds cheaper than thirty dollars. I mean, yeah. it is, but it's really. But for some not. reason, twenty nine ninety nine also sounds cheaper than twenty nine dollars. Yeah, like yeah. it don't. I, it's the ninety nine. Yeah, uh, consumers are more likely to buy a price tag ending in ninety nine than they are in zero zero, according to a study. In the research, scientists made all the prices in the catalog, um, zero zero or ninety nine, depending on the. Co- uh, the copy participants receive. So they're like in a magazine, you know? Yeah. Um, they learned that people buying from the catalog with prices and ending in 99 bought more and spent mm-hmm. more money than those ending with the zero zero price tag in the catalog. Right. So they say, now this might seem illogical since we're only talking about a penny here, but psychologically speaking, um, prices look lower than when they were slightly under the zero zero mark. That's why 99, 98, 97, and 96 price works so well. Yeah. Did they know so, if there's a difference between 99, 98, 97, 96? Or is that just- no, they don't, they don't go into it. They just, they just say like that's typically the 99 works best. Okay. Um, because there's another rule and this sort of, uh, contradicts what I said earlier, which is I felt like I'm, was hard having to do hard math oh, no uh this says don't ask the customers to do hard math yeah <laughs> uh people don't like doing max math or figuring mm-hmm. out pro- complex calculations no um make it so that they're easily easily to calculate and s- so they're seen as bigger right um so i was wrong mm. uh they're tr- they're trying to give you some pretty easy math uh, but right. apparently it's too hard for me. <laughs> I don't, I, yep, you've lost me on that too. So don't. Well, worry. I don't know. It seems like to me, I'm always like, wait a minute, I get screwed here. <laughs> like as yeah. soon as I leave. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Buyer's remorse is a real thing. 
Um, here's another one. Offer monthly rather than annual payment options. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many subscription business offer consumers a discount when they pay annual membership prices up front versus paying higher uh, amounts each month. So the mm-hmm. interesting body of the researchers presents... The, oh, sorry. So an interesting body of research presented in the Harvard Business uh, Review exclaimed that the pricing psychology of using monthly rather than uh, annual options, they researched that whether it was more benefit. Uh, beneficial to have customers pay for a gym membership each month or pay for the entire membership up uh, um, up front then they decided that just the monthly payments were actually better for the business oh 100 percent. because we as our generation are such commitment phobes oh yeah yeah we don't really well i don't know if i'm gonna be able to join this gym for whatever for like 12 months but i'll commit for a month and then we forget that we have a gym membership and then we've paid more it's crazy and that's exactly it so they use actually as an example the um the dollar shave club oh yeah this is a big i don't know you always hear it on podcasts it's always advertised and it's like in your head you're like oh dollar shave that and like me undies i'm always like good grief with this but i do get some of that stuff but i don't do a monthly subscription because how do you need new underwear every month is no. that a thing no okay, i don't i typically i mean <laughs> sometimes i'm waiting too long i yeah i i agree i wait too long but um i don't think monthly is it's yeah that's, that's too, too much. much well so this is the dollar shave club um the, the thing is it's not only are they making more money in the moment mm-hmm. they're also the customer retention is like far exceeds that of a person who does a year because if a person does a year and then they feel like they didn't use it, yeah, they feel like they got ripped off. Yeah, so they cancel it after the year, and also yeah. that's a huge amount of money to like spend up front. Mm-hmm. But if you're spending a smaller amount of money, even if it equal equals a larger amount of money over the year, yeah, your brain doesn't. Your brain's like, I'd rather just, and I am the exact. I will never do a month long thing. I'm always right. like, it's too much money. Yeah. But it's not like it's your. You mean like you will never do the year long thing, or you'll yeah, I'll never do the year long thing. thing. I'm always like I'll never use it for that long. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and then I like do the month long thing, and then I don't cancel my subscription. Yep. And I'm like, I you wouldn't believe the amount of money where I'll be I'll be like, oh, where'd all that money go? (laughs) And you're like, oh, I have seventeen five ninety nine subscriptions to things, and that's kind of how we work now. Like that's. The subscription-based thing, yeah. you think of it at the moment. You're like, like Spotify when that came out, because that was one of the first, I think, subscription-based kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, sweet. Like, I'm getting all this music. I would have spent, like, 60 yeah, bucks on music in a month, like, for concerts and da-da-da-da-da. Well, now we don't spend any money on that anymore, but we have Spotify, and now we have YouTube. You have to pay for YouTube now. You have to... Yeah, well, Spotify, YouTube, and then think of the. I have like four television streaming subscriptions. I, know, I have Crave, I have Netflix, yep. I have Disney, I have Amazon Prime. It's like yep. it never yep. ends. I know. So, um, I mean, I could, I, I could truly go on and on and about, uh, about this. It's there's mm-hmm. so much psychology. Uh, it's it basically designed to make it so that your brain is like, I'm, I'm getting a deal, or this is worthwhile. Like some yeah. of these things are just like, is this worthwhile to me? Right. You know, as much as it as it is like, 
oh, okay, well, I got 50 bucks off, but am I going to wear this sweater? Or, like, am right. I going to use this subscription? Yeah. So they basically, at the same time, where they're like, okay, we're giving you a deal, but it's not because it's worth nothing. Yeah. And it, we're not asking you for too much up front. And, and then applying all these little, little things like this 99 cent rule mm-hmm. uh, and the, the under, under over a hundred rule. It's just like, it, <laughs> there's so many things where they're yeah. basically have just studied how the human brain works and they're like, you'll buy it. Don't worry about it. Interesting. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. give us a, give us some history, Carla. All right. Now, I know I have said previously that I have a cutoff for history, um, <laughs> which is like 1990. Yeah. But this is 1996. So <clears throat> it's a little new history, I suppose. Uh, I am going to talk about the Pepsi stuff promotion where someone tried to get a jet. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Do you remember at all this Pepsi stuff promotion? I... I'm going to send you the uh, the link to the ad. Well, this kid's slick. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally remember the Pepsi stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this kid walks in. He's in a T-shirt, sunglasses, and sure, like it's got cool- Pepsi, the Pepsi logo on it. Yeah. Oh, he pulls up in a jet plane. And it's it's giving you essentially like a point value to everything he has. Mm-hmm. So the shirt's worth 150 points. The sunglasses are worth, and then he's this kid's cool too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do remember the Pepsi stuff because I remember all the like, oh yeah, like if you've got enough cans or whatever the frig mm-hmm. there was. Oh my god! Yeah, Tell you could more. buy things. So yeah. Uh, this, uh, this specific ad that we're talking about is from the 1996. It was actually a Super Bowl ad. So obviously that's like huge, big budget, a lot of eyes on it. Um, and this, a lot of eyes, a lot of eyes and Pepsi stuff promotion. It was also the largest in Pepsi's history at that time. So a lot of, a lot of putting in a lot of stuff in going in here. Uh, (laughs) They were hoping to end the decades-long cola wars, which oh, I don't know how we right. can get fit that into a thing, but I forgot about that. Um, so, like, a two-liter bottle of pop was two points. A 12-pack of cans was five points. There was 53 items to redeem, including a beach chair, <laughs> duffel bag, a mountain bike, and then phone card. And I was like, what's a phone card? <laughs> yeah phone cards that was a big thing i remember we had to get phone cards when i went to scotland because it was like the only way you could call home was on a phone card yes i remember that for when i moved to for like uh moved away for university such a different time guys (laughs) uh so in the ad like you said he you know you can buy this leather jacket you can buy these sunglasses whatever and at the end he the kid flies to school in a harrier jet uh, <laughs> and says something funny like beats taking the school bus or something yeah <laughs> beats the cheese wagon bro <laughs> real cool you're like is um, this am i watching a goofy movie what's happening <laughs> it's about the same time 
now, one young man uh, named John Leonard, who was in Seattle, Washington, he was a 21-year-old business student. He actually did the math. So this is actually all coming from a book that I'm currently reading and still haven't finished uh, called Humble Pie, When Math Goes Wrong in the Real World by Matt Parker. It's really good. It's just he keeps talking about math and my brain keeps shutting down just out of because that's what happens to me. It's not a it's like an I have like an anxiety attack. Anybody said that starts doing math. So um, anyways, uh, you were talking about getting the math wrong. Well, yeah. Here we go in the opposite direction. <laughs> well, so, this is the thing. Like, I, I really am like, oh, they're out to trick us. It's like, well, no, not really. I'm just dumb is what I found out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so he figured out that he, if he, if, well, he thought, oh, I want a Harrier jet. <laughs> and the Harrier jet is kind of cool. And I didn't, I don't know why this is not a thing anymore, but because it can vertically take on, like take off and land. That's right. Which, I don't know what happened to that. I think it's very dangerous and hard to do or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so he Well, I think figured... a lot of the jets take off like that off of, um, uh, you know, like the... the Oh, yeah. Ocean liners. I don't know if they still do, though. I mean, this is me thinking of uh, Top Gun. So that's, probably... that's how I was thinking, too. <laughs> different, different, different okay. thing. <laughs> that's where I base my military knowledge on. Yeah, me too. Uh, so he was like, oh... Um, I want to, I wanted, I want a jet. Um, and he, he kind of did the calculations and he was already a 10 cans per day guy. That's a lot of Pepsi. It's that diabetes. guy's going to die before he gets that yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he figured out if he was to do, to get the, tra- the points, the traditional way. So like he said, so his uh, 10 cans a day. So like, let's say his 12 pack of cans, that's five points. It would cost him around $4 million in expenditure, which is still cheaper, cheaper than the, the $7 million that they were saying. It's $7 million points yeah. on, the, uh, on the ad. So then he figured out, actually, because you don't just have to uh, get the Pepsi points from items, like from the drinks or whatever. You can actually buy Pepsi points for an additional $0.10. Cents per point so he oh. figured out that he could buy pepsi points for seven hundred thousand dollars for the harrier jet oh my god normally 22 million back back in 1996 that's what it cost to buy one of these and that's if you're like the government of america oh my god yeah, so that's a great deal. $700,000, that's really good. That's actually an incredible deal. Yeah. So he researched case law in advertising. He put together a business plan, and he convinced several wealthy investors that he'd met while he was being a climbing guide to front him the cash. So he put $708,050 in escrow, and he wrote Pepsi a check. And then you, he also had to, he did have to put in, I think it was, you had to include 15 actual of these regular points. So he sent in his 15 points that he would have gotten from three packs of, you know, cans with right. this check and the $10 shipping and handling. <laughs> and 
and waited. Yeah. Uh, Pepsi came back and said, no, um, the ad was a joke. But by this time, also, he had received, uh, he'd also, he'd already put in about 4K, like $4,000 into legal consulting and research. Oh and he wanted his, he wanted his damn plane. And yeah, give me my plane. I Honestly, yeah. I'm on his side. Give me my plane. I know. Uh, so they went to he he sent a he hired a lawyer he sent a formal demand to Pepsi uh, they then they ignored him he sued and what he said was I didn't want any publicity in this I'm not trying to make a statement I'm not yeah. looking for a settlement I just want a plane I mean most people that do this are trying to make a statement like you're not advertising properly you're yeah. lying to your people he just wanted a plane. Um, and he did the math. So, uh, of course, PepsiCo, the company, responds yeah. with a countersuit for $88,162 to recoup their attorney's fees. Oh, my but God. But just, just like you, public sentiment at the time sided with Leonard. So, yes. uh, and then as these things go, it took three years to get a oh. final court decision. Yeah. It went to the Southern District of New York, and they decided in Pepsi's favor. Oh. Specifically, they said uh, no objective person could reasonably have concluded that the commercial actually offered customers a Harrier jet. Now, you just watched the ad. Do you think you could have gotten a Harrier jet? Honestly, well, in, in <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was like this is the biggest prize, but that that everything has that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like even when you go to a carnival and you you play carnival games for the biggest bear, it's you, it's yeah. the hardest thing to get, and you'd have to be there for five days, but it's yeah. there. Yeah. So they had sort of three uh, aspects of why they favored in Pepsi's favor. They said that advertisements are generally not considered offers in contract law, which is interesting was not a contract okay also there's a whole bunch of stuff that was that this ad is a joke i don't know you're a professional comedian was that funny is that the funniest not particularly thing that kid was handsome he had a lot of fun things going on <laughs> he was also just like the whole ad was based on the idea that he flies to school in the jet because he saved up so yeah. many pepsi points yeah that um, was the also... whole premise of the ad <laughs> He kind of looks like a. I'm just looking at like a little screen cap. He looks like a very young Shia LaBeouf. I would have said my. I, I thought like the like a Michael J. Fox kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the hair and the. Uh, little, the third uh, thing was apparently uh, an enforceable contract requires both parties' signatures. So anything over five hundred dollars in goods would have had to be signed off by Pepsi, which I didn't know. Okay. So now I'm like, damn it, all ads are lying to me. And they're not all funny. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so the aftermath to this. Uh, they did, so they he lost, he didn't get anything. Um, they re-released the ad. So now, I think in that ad that I sent you, it says 700 million. Yeah. Uh, rather than 7 million. So they upped it, and then apparently there's a just kidding at the very end of the advert. <laughs> what so, a kick in the teeth if you're this guy and you've spent now millions of dollars on legal. Like, uh, now now there's a just kidding in the end of it. I know. 
Come on. Uh, the whole program, though, the whole promo, um, was estimated to cost Pepsi $200 million, which is $350 million today, to roll out with $125 million of merchandise given out. Uh, le- oh, I'm going to do a thing. We've talked about this before, but I, um, Matt, Matt Parker uh, explained it. Um, money. Remember we talked about like we were talking about millions, billions, trillions. Yeah. And you had a really good one, so he has a good one, and I just wanted to say this: if you think about million in terms of time, maybe this is the same one you were doing. Million equals eleven days and fourteen hours. Yeah. A billion equals thirty-one years. <laughs> quite a bit more. <laughs> quite a quite a substantial amount more. Yeah, and trillion is 31,000 years. So oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so anyways, when I'm saying bigger numbers, that's just to help. Leonard did appeal in 2000, but he lost. So he moved to Alaska. He works in the park service now. And oh. uh, yeah, I would have thought there'd be more fallout because there have been loads of things like this that are I talking would've... about like fake <clears throat> ads or... Yeah, I'm surprised that it it just goes to show you, like, um, really, like, what's going on. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, the, I mean, they, they're kind of shizery behind the scenes. They basically... I mean, Pepsi and Cola have a... Pepsi and Coke have a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of influence. So they basically, like, oh, they got to the highest court, and then they, after this huge fight, where they were on this guy's side the entire time, in the final hour, in the 11th hour, mm. they sided with Pepsi. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think this yeah. is all that. Yeah, this guy got this guy got screwed. He couldn't. I mean, somebody did point out. I was on a military website of all things that if he had gotten the Harrier jet, there's no way he would have been able to to fly it. Because oh well, yeah, I mean, forgotten. you have to be a, be a pilot for starters, yeah. and then a like pilot. a Air Force trained pilot, like and then a specialized pilot that can do vertical landings and and takeoffs. <laughs> I still yeah, don't understand how that's possible. Why are we not having flying cars, guys? If that's that's a la- if that's a thing that we could do with the plane, yeah, I'm sure it's very expensive. Where's our flying cars? Damn it! Uh, <laughs> well, would you say that he was unlucky, Carla? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> but I get where you're going. Yeah, right. This is my segue. This is my perfectly comedically timed segue Mm -hmm. uh, to go into the beverage for this week's podcast. Yay. Yay. We have chosen. That was not enthusiastic enough. Sorry, I got distracted because I picked up the beer because I wanted to look at it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Uh, We have chosen um, the more famous than I thought Lucky Lager. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't really. I'd heard of it before you mentioned it today. I don't think I've ever had it. Um, I drink Lucky's all the time because they're cheap and um, yeah. they're probably the best of the cheap beers, to tell you the truth. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. I'm pretty and happy. Same thing happens to me, Carla. I I, sh- I only buy, I buy 30 <laughs> beer instead of 15 and I drink yeah. them all. Yeah. Um, Lucky Lager, I sort of had assumed it was like a oh, Canadian cheap beer that is made somewhere here or something. Oh, I thought it was American. So it is. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I thought it was like actual and says it's from america not canadian but is actually from america like everything. oh yeah no this is like uh this lucky lager is an american lager uh with the uh was brewed and distilled uh sorry the brewing and distill rights 
were held by none other than Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh. Yeah, Pabst Brewing Company. Uh, actually, this was, uh, they owned the, the Lucky uh, Brewing Rights and the distribution. So, yeah. Um, I thought it was its own thing. I thought it was like a, just a cheap kind of beer that was made. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's from one of the bigger <laughs> brewing yeah, it's a, companies. It's in the a Labatt beer. Yeah. So, uh, so, well, it is now. Labatt makes most of the beer now. Now yeah. it is. Yeah. Before Pabst was its own thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I, we've done Pabst or Lucky. before, actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so originally launched in 1934 by San Francisco based German brewing or general brewing company, Lucky Lager grew to be one of the prominent beers in the Western United States in the 1950s, 60s. Uh, and in 2019, Pabst announced that the beer brand would now be reviewed and be brewed by uh, the 21st M. M. N. Stent Brewing Company based in San Lorando. So that was oh. in uh, 2019. And uh, yeah, that's just, it's all just owned by Labatt's pretty much. Right. Yeah. Yeah, as is all beer now. Um, but it was it's been brewed in a lot of different places. Uh, it was brewed in Vancouver for a little while. It was brewed in Edmonton for a little while. Um, it's kind of made its it's uh it's made its round. It was brewed on Vancouver Island in California, right? San Francisco. Uh, it now resides in uh San Francisco, but it's it kind of moved around quite a bit. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Lucky is just like, uh, it's to me, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's good. It's kind of a, it's a nice light beer. I did get the Lucky Extra. Oh, um, you went extra. Yeah, I'm extra. There was also another one there that was 8%. And so I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to get the 6%. So no, this like is pretty hefty. Well, pretty hefty. For <laughs> <Yeah>. beer. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like a kokanee or Canadian, I guess. Um, I'm not great at tasting beers. I know when one's really shitty. Yeah, uh, yeah there's yeah, a couple that I've been like on. Like I kind of after I've been so I've been now drinking brewery beers forever because mm. that's the thing to do, and every brewery's mm-hmm. got its own thing. And I went back to like my my like fail safe yeah. Alexander Keith's. Yeah, and I've always had it, always loved it. It doesn't taste the same to me anymore. No. I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh, this is kind of gross. Yeah. (laughs) I I keep thinking that kegs have gone skunk. I've sent beers back in places. Really? Yeah. It's not. Because every time I have it, I'm like, I think this is what this tastes like. Yeah. I think you do very much like I. So with wine, I'm very much like this. There's just there's I'm now pouring out bottles of wine that are perfectly fine, but I just can't drink them anymore. Uh, and I'm not like that high a level. Like we're talking the $15 bottles of wine I can't drink versus the $22 I can, right. I'm totally happy with. Uh, but I've also been drinking a lot of Heineken lately. And then I do notice when I slip back into my Kokanee or my Pilsner, which is my favorite, uh, yeah. it is a little different. It is. It's like, I don't know what it is. So I lucky, um, it, lucky tastes the same as it always does to me, but I have an yeah. expectation of it. Like I'm like, Oh, this right. is just what this tastes like. Yeah. It, and the reason with, that we're picking this is because of it's a, it's a bargain beer. It's a bargain yes. beer. It's a, uh, yeah, and it is, it's, you know, usually $10 cheaper a case. Right. It's like, you know, 
it doesn't really taste much different to me than a Budweiser. Like it's the no. same. It's a lager. Yeah. It's a lightly brewed. I would lager. say it tastes better than a Budweiser. I yeah. Although I've been drinking a lot of Bud Light, so I don't. <laughs> that's water. So I. <laughs> I don't guys, know. don't don't ask me my opinion on beer right now. Uh yeah. So, uh, the the things that have that have changed maybe uh, on an advertising level is obviously mm-hmm. the can. It used to be a red large cross. Okay. In the nineteen, I still have it. I have a mine. Looks very like what you would find in your uncle's basement. Yeah. In the eighties. Yeah. It's, that, uh, got a red. It does have a red X on it. But the the original one was kind of a gold can with a giant, almost like red cross, looking like red cross. You know. Oh, not like an a, X, like a cross. Yeah, like a big, thick cross. Okay, um, this one has a gold back... Well, it has like a little... Almost like a stamp on it that's like a gold background with an X. A big red yeah. X on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that... Actually, you say 1980. Um, that would be because mm-hmm. the last time they changed that was 1962. <laughs> 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 so in the 1950s... Oh, that's why. It was just uh, the, the gold can with the X or with the cross on it and now it's changed yeah. uh they really made a modern update in 1962 to this can right and they're just like well that's her <laughs> moving on it, i so i looked up a little bit of it and i assumed it was a very canadian through and through drink and it even has a little canadian flag on it does it yeah like not a flag sorry um a maple leaf on it Oh yeah, I mean it's Bruden. It's not Canadian. Not Canadian. <laughs> They're just. I know, probably... and then I was on some um, some blog that I think was called "Local Not Lucky's Not Local Not Lucky Friends Don't Let Friends Drink Foreign Owned Micro Swell." Jesus. Oh, yeah. Um, or macro swell. Sorry, and. They were talking about how, like, on the island in Vancouver, the Vancouver Island, um, you know, it's so touted as, like, this is as Vancouver Island as fishing and driving below the speed limit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Speaking of promotion-y things. Yes. Oh. What do you got for Good us? choice. We got, <laughs> we got tricked. Oh, no. Oh no, now we just have to drink all this beer. Oh, <laughs> oh <Okay>. god. <laughs> we did it. Do you have any fun facts for us? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> delicious. Uh, it's delicious. I already like there's sometimes at the end of the podcast I just have like a full glass left of whatever we've been drinking. Yeah. This is my second one. So uh first coupons oh. to come out. Uh, they were apparently started by, and this is totally not in any reason that I picked the other thing. Uh, it was started by Coca-Cola. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this was in 1887, although, as with anything, everything's all over the board with this. I've read 17 different articles and have 17 different dates and names and whatever. Yeah. But the general thing is, okay, so Coca-Cola was invented by John Pemberton there's a very good uh, drunken history episode on it if you are looking for more information on that. If you're so um, inclined. So inclined. Uh, as a handler, actually bought the recipe and 
he either to promote it or maybe the other guy did it and then whoever. Anyways, as a promotion, they gave out tickets for one free glass of Coca-Cola, which at that time was priced at five cents. Okay. So in the first year, Pemberton only sold nine glasses of Coca-Cola a day versus now 1.7 billion beverage servings a day. 1.7 billion? Yes. So that's... Oh, my God. That's... What did I say? 31 years. <laughs> 0.7 of time drinks every day. Uh, and so this worked between, 19, or between 1894 and 1913. It's estimated that one in nine Americans had tasted Coca-Cola. So, that's a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a different kind of coupon. That's definitely, like, more of a, you know, free promo or whatever. Yeah. But then coupons started showing up on cereal boxes. They were very popular during the Great Depression. That was a big thing on cereal boxes up until when we were yeah. young. And that was, was like the first one was cereal boxes. Yeah. It was. So, I mean, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, in 2012, you could get Groupon to name your baby for $1,000. <laughs> what? I tried to read the fine print and like all the stuff and nothing made sense, but uh I, I don't know but then i got went down a little bit of a quick rabbit hole which i'll get to where did groupon come from because groupon was like a huge yeah. thing what like back in 2012 i think it still exists but it's yes. like like i'm pretty sure i'm still subscribed and it just goes to my junk mail <laughs> yeah yeah apparently it started off as the site the point which was a website to help people making online fundraising easier and more reliable so if you think back in the day, like even 2012, um, or no, before that, because coupons, that was when Groupon was around. You know, if you were going to put, like, put pay money online to something, you had no idea, like, if you were donating money especially, you didn't know when or if that plan that you were trying to put money towards would be in, in, enacted, right? Yeah. So companies would actually give a tipping point, which is the amount of money or signatures that were needed for a plan to be enacted. So let's say um, some company, some charity wants to build a new music hall or something. They would actually say, okay, well, we need this much money and or and or this many signatures. So therefore, uh, not only would you not be charged until that donation goal was met, uh, you could also see how many other people had donated. So very much similar to, um, what's it called? the where you give money to companies or people oh like gofundme gofundme kind of like a gofundme okay that makes sense so that's how it started out that's how it started out but apparently because the scope was so large so you could be doing this for um for something like gofundme which has like everything from like starting a video game to like just helping somebody with their medical bills um that apparently was seen as too too much so instead they saw group buying is like a, a really big thing so that's where they pitted to um finding these you know things that uh, if a bunch of people paid into you would get all these deals so yeah Ooh. very that's cool yeah very very cool well, it, this has been another installment of Did We Buy It? No, that's not it. Um, it is. 
another installment of Life Bearings Podcast. If you yeah. enjoyed what you heard, uh, you can head over to our website and uh, check out all the different features we have. There's a Patreon, uh, mm-hmm. which you can subscribe to, Carla. Guess how much it is? Mm. Something 99 cents. <laughs> it's not, Brittany. I'm so sorry. I need to go fix <laughs> God that. damn it. Maybe um, it's 10% off. Yeah, it's 93% no, no. off. Um, <laughs> we can't guarantee that deal because it was only a joke. Yeah, uh, that was a yeah. joke. It was really funny, and it's so funny. it was told by a professional comedian. Thus, <laughs> thus now being fired from every everything I've ever done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you can check us out on Patreon. Uh, we've got a bunch of different um, uh, series we do, and interviews, and fun stuff on there. So check that out. Uh, you can go to LifePairingsPodcast.com and hit that Patreon button in the corner. Uh, yeah. In other news, uh, thanks Also, to- while you're oh. on that website, sorry, while you're yeah. on that website, uh, you can check out our staff page. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think we've promoted very much I lately. don't think so. I think we just made it. We have, it's, um, spoiler we alert. We have three staff members that are really helping us out making this podcast. There are pod so, staff uh, members, you guys. We have yeah. no life. Um- <laughs> check it out. Check it out. Uh, thanks to Comedy Here Often Podcast Network for doing mm-hmm. this every week with us. And uh, thanks uh, to everybody for listening. And uh, you can catch Brittany. You've been doing a ton of stuff on the CTV. Catch me on the roast battles. Um, the, yes. I've, I've got two episodes out. I versus One versus Mike Rita and one versus Sterling Scott, Battle of Alberta. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just go to CTV.com check that out or uh it's just like on your local uh, provider as well yeah cool oh uh also you guys can check out uh carla's book uh sleep when you're dead you can get that on amazon you can get it on where else can you get it carla just just, just amazon. amazon go to amazon and get it <laughs> there's no need to have 99 i think it's dot 99 for sure it's dot 99 so pick it up not pick 99 up cents but it is it's a number and then 99 cents <laughs> Awesome, you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm not yawning. I promise it's not three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it is uh, 9.45. Oh, God, it's 9.45. <laughs> we love you so much. Catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.